I'm Robert Therrell. And I'm Chase Bridges. And we're both screenwriters. Listen along each week as we either work together to write a new short film or go head to head with competing movie pitches. This is Written By. Welcome, man. Welcome to the Written by Podcast, number one podcast in the world. Oh, right behind all the other ones. Yeah, right behind all the other ones. Um, is that is that a McConaughey? That... No, no, please. Man. We had our McConaughey. <laughs> all right. No, I don't know, man. Um, energy's low. I I don't know what it it's yeah. been about this week. Energy's just been super low. Yeah, energy's low, man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm a little burnt out. See, I might be too. Although, like, I mean, we we've been putting a lot of stuff out, so we look busy. But really, it's all stuff that we got done. Yeah, like a few weeks, a few months ago. So it's like I don't know why I feel so burnt out. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I think I was burnt out. I'd be really careful mm-hmm. when I when I'm feeling this way. Yeah, because I will. Uh, self-sabotage i'll i'll burn down everything i've worked for (laughs) and i'll and i'll do it with a smile on my face (laughs) yeah i mean like me and you were talking yesterday and i started complaining about stuff and i was like i'm not even upset why am i complaining about i was literally making stuff up to complain i feel like sometimes my brain just decides it's sad and then it's like well now i have to find a reason to be sad because the brain just wants to be sad i will say though like this isn't going to be a depressing episode i uh the only thing that got me out of a funk was working on this pitch today and it uh (laughs) i i (laughs) listen man i so i (laughs) robert's going first this week (laughs) because i don't know (laughs) i sat down today to work on this yeah I've known about this pitch for two weeks now. Yep. I started working on it today around lunchtime. <laughs> Honestly, same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I was trying to find an idea. I here I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys, this is our black mirror episode. This was a listener suggested episode. Do you know which listener I do not. Black Mirror? Okay, well uh, why don't you all suggest a black mirror? And I was like, I am down for that. And I don't think Chase has seen Black Mirror up until today. No, I haven't. And and I watched 30 minutes of an episode today. Uh-huh. I started watching it. I watched about 30 minutes. I was like, I get it. <laughs> it's it's uh, Twilight Zone for exactly. tech. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it. And I was like, I can keep watching this episode, which was very good. I was enjoying it. Or I could start working on this thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be here all day if I don't start working on it now. I, st- I couldn't come up with an idea. Um and so I came up with uh, something I'm very sorry, <laughs> uh, but you'll see when we get to my, mine's going to be later. We're going to start so, with Robert. <laughs> this is this is either going to be a waste of time or like very entertaining. <laughs> it's probably Because we, we both have had the pitches like that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the odds of both of us being like on our A game on the same week, yeah, very slim, but it happens a lot. Yeah. So I mean, there's gonna be weeks where one of us just isn't at our A game, and that this week's yeah. my week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and 
when I saw Black Mirror was suggested, I was instantly excited because I, I'm a huge fan of the anthology series as a format. Just you know, Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, a host of other things that aren't as successful. And like uh, anthology series yeah. always fall in the trap of some episodes are just going to be good, some episodes are just not going to be good. That's just part of anthology. So yeah. much variety. And I don't think the common consumer gets that, which is why yeah. so many of these fail. And even like the best ones like Black Mirror, every season I feel like people are like, oh, half of these episodes suck or whatever. And yeah. it's like, that's the, that's, that's the game you play with, well, a, yeah. with expecting a completely different thing every week. Which is still somehow thematically all tied together, you know? That's difficult to do. Yeah. But also it's like, I think that's why I really fell off hard watching Atlanta Oh, yeah, because it kind of became that. What yeah. started off as a serialized show that was uh-huh. really interesting and different became yeah. an anthology series. It, yeah. it was like, and it, I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. Some of those yeah. episodes are amazing where it became like Twilight Zone or Black Mirror for the like the African-American experience, yeah. which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this, just make a new show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you I expect to see for. your three favorite characters all yeah. trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah, I want to see Darius getting us some shenanigans, man. Yeah. But yeah, anthologies typically never do well because it's hard for someone to, uh, the casual viewer to latch on for the whole ride. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to keep quality consistent. But uh, also, I another reason I'm a big fan of anthologies is I just think. 40 minutes is a great time frame for one contained story. story. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because, like, the only thing that's in 40-minute segments is TV, but that's different because it's, it's like, supposed to be part of a bigger thing. I like telling a complete story in, like, 40 (laughs) minutes. I've written a few of those things, and there's nothing I could do with it because... It's too much money for me to spend on a short. On a short it's film. not going to be funded as a feature. So yeah. I just have these stories that just aren't going to get made. Yeah, and I think that's super interesting because it's really like a shame because it's like yeah. what platform, like, you know, what happens when you have a little story you want to tell, but you yeah. don't want to turn it into a whole series Yeah, and you don't want to write a 90 page feature. Exactly. You just want to tell a little story. And yeah. so Black Mirror's whole premise is most, forgive me if uh-huh. I'm wrong, because I've only yeah. seen 30 minutes of one episode. <laughs> it's an anthology where each episode is telling a story that has to do with technology in some way. Yes. Although even that is a little flexible. I, in preparation for this, I was watching a video essay about the new season of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. The new season that just came out, like, kind of goes a slightly different direction, but it still feels like Black Mirror. And this this person, I'll, I'll put like a link somewhere. I can't forget. The, I forget the dude's name, but uh, he makes the point that Black Mirror hasn't always just been about technology. It's also kind of about our relationship with media in the same ways. Because yeah. all of the episodes of this season are like just surrounding media and some of them are about tech and some of them don't include like any sort of wild tech that doesn't already exist today like a few episodes like have a have a streaming service that's basically just their version of netflix yeah and it's about that yeah yeah it's interesting but uh yeah mostly tech-based stuff and this is kind of the reason i've never watched black mirror and Mm -hmm. i think it's the reason i had such a hard time with this pitch is I don't like media uh-huh. about 
media like or not okay. media but like yeah. technology yeah. like yeah i love doctor who there's a uh, lot of doctor who episodes that are yeah. like this is what would happen if uh, <laughs> phones took over the yeah. world like i i think that it's really overplayed and corny when it's like he went into vr and yeah. he couldn't get out. Yeah, you know, yeah. phones are bad for us, yeah. and social media is bad. Like, I get it. We get it. Yeah, I think I think that's where Black Mirror succeeds on most fronts. Is it? It's able to tell those cautionary tales while still like being mostly character focused. And yeah. It it adds a very human element. Like, I I suggested you watch USS Callister. Yeah, I was loving it. Yeah, I, I think really I think like that's it. the best episode for a newcomer. the uh, The episode everyone loves more than anything else is San Junipero. Yeah, I've, it it is the only, maybe one of two Black Mirror episodes that ends hopeful. And yeah, it's, it has like a happy it's ending. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I re- so before you texted me back this morning when I was asking you what episode to watch, yeah, I was looking at like the top 10 best black mirror episodes uh-huh. and that was like the number one of all the lists yeah and then one called white christmas yeah starring john ham that that one's basically a movie like it's movie length that's yeah. crazy well let's no we've talked about black mirror now let's <laughs> sure, jump yeah. into your pitch and, and let's all see if right. if i like it <laughs> <laughs> all right so black mirror pitch and again the the reason i knew you hadn't seen black mirror but one to do a solid listener suggestion. And I felt like you could still succeed at Black Mirror because the rules for what consists of a Black Mirror episode are so loose. Yeah, and I trust me, I've been yeah. the rules. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see that with this pitch because at first you'll wonder why it's sci-fi at all or anything. But uh, but then you find out they were dreaming the whole time. They were time. dreaming the whole time. <laughs> they were in VR. Okay. <laughs> I I tried to figure out a VR thing, but I couldn't get past just a. I go in VR. It can't go. Yeah, I had about a million VR ideas, but I was yeah. like, "This is such a cop out because it's just yeah. so I can tell a story." I will say, Black Mirror has two VR stories. They have the traditional like VR horror, but then they have a great. It's a VR romance thing. Well, the one I was watching today, the USS thing, yeah. that was a VR story, too. Oh, it kind of is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we open on our main character, Graham, and he lives out in the country on a farm. And basically, his dad owns this farm. He and his sister live with his dad, and his dad is really sick. He's got some sort of cancer or something, and he needs this expensive treatment. And they're having to have the hard discussion of what are they going to do? You know, do they sell some of the horses? Do they sell the farm even? Uh, His sister and both of them are like, maybe we need to let this place go. Work at the factory nearby that's always hiring. You know, they're just having to have a lot of tough conversations. Now, Graham... You know, in his free time, he likes writing songs. He's like a he's like a country singer, and so he. he I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, that's his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's his lead single right now. He's not. He's not like trying to be famous or anything. He'll just like put these little ditties up online. He sings this really sad song. His sister records it. It goes on the internet, and it's got like 200 views or something like that. But yeah, he's he's just had this really hard conversation about how his dad's condition is worsening and the treatment's going to cost like $20,000. They need to get that much money. He's uh, 
you know, he's wandering around his farm, just walking around to clear his head. He's running a little. He walks by a creek. Uh, he has to take a pee break. He pees by a tree, you know, country stuff. Uh, yeah. He's, he's walking around with the horses. He's leading them into, you know, where he needs them to go with, like, a carrot or something. Yeah. Anyway, he goes back in the house, and he's gotten a DM. <gasps> and it's from this big country singer. His name is Nash. You know, it's probably like short for Nashville or yeah, you know, I don't know, yeah, or something like that. But <laughs> this big country singer just happened to DM him, and he was like, "Hey, I love this song. You should, you should come to the city, and I want you, I want you to record an EP, and you know, you could play guitar on some of my stuff or whatever to make a living while you're out there. I think, I think if we get an EP together." you you could get signed like i'm really i think this is really good stuff and you know he's talking to his sister and his dad and it's like this is a a huge risk but at the same time like you know he never he just made these songs because they were true to him he was never trying to be famous but hey if if he gets signed like that could easily get enough money to cover his dad's treatment and so all three of them agree he's going to the big city try (laughs) try to be a star i'll say the uh the initial inspiration for this song is there's this great Jason Isbell song called The Last of My Kind. Yeah. It's about how he he grew up in a small town as a cowboy. He went to school in the city or something and he just didn't fit in and everyone yeah. was making fun of him because yeah. you know, it's just not the same as a small town. And That's right. I was, Jason Isbell was on my mind for two reasons. One, he's in the new Martin Scorsese movie. Huh. And two, there's all this controversy around the Jason Aldean song. And Jason Isbell has kind of been bullying him online. And it's been funny. So Graham, he goes to the city. And immediately, the only place he can afford, it's this really tiny apartment. And it costs, like, way too much. But you know how, like, rent is in the city. Uh, there's only one little window that looks out into this dirty street and there's this homeless guy that's like just always sleeping down on this street corner and he's got nowhere to walk around because the city is really dirty and it's busy he's not used to that much noise he works out in the tiny apartment gym that's how he gets his exercise he can't run out in nature anymore he has to run on the treadmill now right in front of the treadmill there's a big tv screen and it's always like tuned to the the country music network and so he sees he sees nash performing his music as he's running uh he goes to the store uh he can't hunt his own food out here he can't grill out here he can't get a home-cooked meal from his sister or dad and so yeah he's looking around the grocery store the only thing he sees that looks good is there's a among like all the canned food and boxed items there's a there's a little box that says country grits and it has like a picture of a farm or whatever that's the that's the only thing that feels close to hoe so he's buying all the grits boxes and he uh he's going to these studio sessions and he's helping nash he's playing guitar on a bunch of his songs but you know that doesn't pay a whole lot and so at night, he's recording his own songs, though. He's recording a bunch of demos for the songs that he wrote, just a little more produced stuff. On his way home, you know, he passes this homeless guy every day, and everybody just walks on by him, and, 
it feels like so cold to him like he yeah. he didn't grow up like that and so he tries to be the one person that's going to sit down and talk to this dude and try to help him out and he does this like on the way to the uh, the label studio building it's kind of like right next to the apartment building so it's not much of a walk yeah. on his way to record one morning he stops by the homeless guy is like, hey, are you are you okay? You need you need money, you need a ride or anything? And the homeless guy is making no sense. And he just the only thing that comes out of his mouth, he's just looking right in his eyes with big, big crazy eyes, is like, Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. And don't he's like, do Don't it. do don't don't do what? He's like, Don't don't do don't. it. And he's like, I'll, okay, okay. At, at some point, he's like starting to grab me. He's like, okay, there's nothing I could do to help. So he yeah. walks back in the studio. I'm liking where this is going. Records some more. He uh, he gets called to have a meeting with Nash right after he recorded his, you know, this has been a big adjustment for him in his life. And so he writes a song, you know, kind of like the Jason Isbell song, Last of My Kind, where it's just, you know, trying to fit into a new place and thinking back home about what his dad is going through and how he hopes that, you know, he could help out his dad and how, like, death is hard to deal with. Just a bunch of things like that. He just pours his heart out in this song, and he gets called to have a meeting with Nash. And so they're at the top of the label building in a little office, and it's it's kind of like how in hollywood when you're pitching movies they take you on the water bottle tour like they keep on handing this dude water bottles and he keeps on drinking them oh. you know free little water so yeah i see <laughs> okay so he has this meeting with nash and nash is like yo i heard that song you recorded oh, i yesterday. know what you did i heard that song you recorded yesterday and that that thing is so good and I want it on my album. I think it would be great on my album. Now, I'm um, I'm willing to pay you five thousand for it if you'll take it. And Nash is kind of uncomfortable with this. He's he's drinking the water like kind of out of like nervous habit. He he does not fit it. He is still like in denim jeans, his dirty flannel. He's got his cowboy hat. He does not fit in this corporate looking office. Whereas Nash, even though he's dressed up like country, it's like glitzy country. Yeah. He's like perfectly comfortable there. He's like, I don't Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I mean five thousand dollars is is okay, but like that's that's really personal and I think it could it could, you know, really help with my stuff, help, you know, get me sound like we were talking about. It's like, yeah, I know. I just I love that song. And you know, five thousand, it's on the table. You know, going once, going twice. And he's like, uh, you know, he's thinking about his dad because this is a tough choice because his dad needs 20K. And he's like, will, will you pay more for that? Or what What about residuals? And he's like, we're, we're not comfortable with residuals at this point. Like for, a, <laughs> you know, for a, <laughs> for a first time songwriter, residuals are a bit much. You could tell we're writing this during the writing strike. But <laughs> I, I think I know what you're doing. So uh, he thinks about it and... Meanwhile, he's drinking all this water, and he has to pee really bad, and so he's getting really <laughs> antsy. And he's like, "You know what? No, I think I'm. I think I'm going to keep on plugging forward. I think a. I think it's a, a better investment to keep this song on my stuff." And he's like, "Well, okay. If you change your mind, hit me up." Meanwhile, he bolts out of that office and like instantly goes into the restroom. He's peeing at the urinal, and he he hears somebody behind him 
who's like on the phone like low-key like make fun of him for how he's dressed or something like that or how he like you know he smells like dirt or something he's like he doesn't feel good about that he uh you know he flips the urinal and then walks out and so meanwhile he's back at his life and he's rent is super expensive here he's barely keeping himself afloat these guitar sessions aren't paying a whole lot he uh, he's tired of being made fun of. He's bought some new clothes to try to fit in, but that's more money. He misses being outside. Uh, he keeps on running on the treadmill and seeing Nash performing on TV. There's also there's a there's advertisements for like a BetterHelp type online <laughs> yeah, therapy yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, he's really lonely and night. He has no one to talk to. Maybe he gets on a dating app tries to talk to someone but of course it's like a city girl and he doesn't fit in stuff like that doesn't go well basically just him feeling lonelier and lonelier in life but uh it's a uh, it's helping the songs he's writing some really sad songs uh only thing that reminds him of home is that <laughs> that box of like the instant country grits and so you oh, see yeah. just more and more of that in his apartment and yeah son. <laughs> that's the only thing he's eating he's on the phone with his sister and his his dad's condition has worsened and his sister is finally like look i'm a i've decided i'm dropping the farm stuff i'm going to take a job at the factory he's oh. like well should should i come home and help out and they have the talk and she's like well you know i know I know you're not doing this for attention or anything, but actually, like, if you if you keep on plugging away there, like, you could make a lot of money. Like, maybe it's in both of our best interests if you just keep on working up there in Nashville. And so he's like, okay, I'll do that. Even though he kind of, he wants to go home. Anyway, things have gotten bad, but he's he's written a really good song, and he uh, he books a therapy session. He's talking back and forth with this therapist, and you know rents piling up and then finally with the therapist is like you know what maybe maybe i should take that deal i'll sell that song for 5k i need the 5k i need to stay afloat long enough to get this project done get signed get my big payday i'll do it i'll do it i don't care and so he has another meeting with nash in that same building in that same office all the free water bottles are there. <laughs> he's drinking that. And he's like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll give you the song, Nash. He's like, okay, great. Because, you know, I I already recorded a demo of it. And uh, <laughs> he plays of the demo. And it's the same song, you know. It's about death and heartbreak. But it's, it's a little more poppier. It's not exactly what he would do. But, you know, fine, go for it. And he, he tries to talk more about, like, hey, my... Uh, I was wondering maybe if we could we could hurry up the music stuff like I just I'm really trying to get this EP done I'm just waiting on like producers and everything but I really really need to get that done get a meeting or I don't know how much longer I could stay here and he's like well you you're just so close man you're so close man just keep on going so uh he uh he bolts out of the meeting a little early because again he uh, he's drinking so much of this free water he just has to pee but uh <laughs> this time around he rushes to the restroom and it's out of order somebody's in there fixing it up uh -oh. he has to pee really bad uh oh but he can't go there and so <clears throat> before the elevator closes he darts back in goes back upstairs He's in this strange office building. You know, this is at the top where all the execs were, where he yeah. just was. 
he doesn't know where anything is. He's looking around for a restroom. Finally, at the end, he sees a really tiny door, but it, uh, you know, it has the symbol of a man on it or whatever. He's like, okay, this is the restroom I'm going in. Really <laughs> tiny, almost closet level, but it has a little urinal. He pees at it and he flips the thing again. For those of you that, that are listening and not watching on video, he is always just casually flipped it up instead of down. Okay. And that's the key here because he flips it up. And as soon as he does that, the room starts to move <laughs> and he's being taken down somewhere. You could sense that he's going down. It's like, wait, what? what's happening here? <laughs> and then finally it stops. The wall in front of him with the urinal goes down. Oh, snap. And he's just there, you know, exposed with a, at the end of a giant hallway. <laughs> he quickly zips his pants up and he's like, wait, what? A, what is this? <laughs> he walks down the hallway. He hears a bunch of computer type sounds. <laughs> and he basically, he, he hears Nash's voice. Nash is in here. Oh. He hides behind some stuff and he sees there is this giant room. They must be like underground somewhere. There are a bunch of people on little computers. And then in the center, there is this giant computer. Mm. And it, uh, Nash is like at the center and he's, he's looking at all these monitors. People are pointing out. And he's like, okay, have you... Have you seen, Gra where did Graham go? Has Graham left the building yet? Where is he? And people are like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he was, he was on your floor. You requested less cameras on your floor. And he's like, I really thought he went, went downstairs though. He's like, it looks like he went back up or something. I don't know where he is. And uh, he's looking around and they have like a bunch of CTV footage of like everywhere he lives. So like the street outside of his house where the homeless person is always, oh, the gosh. path he takes, the uh, across the street from the grocery store, he gets his country grits at, like they're all there. It's like, well, we need, we need to find this guy. He's, sh he's showing a lot of promise and then he accidentally trips on something. His location is revealed. Everyone looks at him. He's like, how'd you get here? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I just, I just want a little explanation is all. And, uh, he was like, well, I don't, why don't, why don't you just go back upstairs and forget about all this? And someone is like, he, he's not going to forget all this. You hear a voice and he's like, maybe we should just tell him the voice is coming from the giant computer in the center. Oh, dang. He's like, what is that? He's like, okay. Okay. I guess I'll tell you. Since you've seen enough, you might as well know the rest of it. So this right here, this is Al. And you see it's very clearly like on the on the side of the giant computer. It says AI, but then someone is very clearly like put a little little L at the bottom of the I. And it's like we uh, we call him Al around here for short. Stands for artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeehaw. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he works for the label, and <laughs> essentially, we, we we scoured the internet for the perfect person to write songs for me, and it and landed it on you. you. <laughs> That's really cool. And he's like, well, why why me? Why, why have you been watching me this whole time? He's like, okay. Okay, so, oh, oh also at this point, he, uh, you know, he's a country boy. And yeah. most people, most people in this city aren't used to a country guy. 
He has yeah. a really tiny gun his dad gave him, and so he's pulled that out. He's like, okay, 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 we'll, we'll talk. Okay, basically, <laughs> everything was planned, okay? We... This AI is a predictive model. It understands the human psyche and it can predict what you are doing. So we have essentially planted everything in your surroundings to get you to write the perfect song for me and give it away for really cheap. So essentially, uh, we made sure you would come at a time where this apartment building was the only one available. So it's just a little too expensive that you can't live comfortably. You got to keep working. Yeah. And uh, the homeless person, he's planted there, like, you know, just just as a little reminder of what happens if you don't keep working. Oh, you know what dang, I mean? Man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we uh, we knew the uh, the only thing at that grocery store that would remind you of home is those, those country those grits. grits. We made sure those were at the front of the store. So you would just be, you know a little less nutrition than you really need just so you feel a little bit sluggish you feel a little bit sad and <laughs> uh you know we we made sure you would swipe on these certain people that yeah just mysteriously wouldn't work out for some reason and uh even even your therapist you knew just so you could uh you could have someone that would keep you keep you just going long enough to keep working but not so well that like you stop you know and (laughs) and you know that uh you know the perfect situation like you're someone that responds really well to sadness we make you just sad enough and we make you just poor enough that you can't quit yeah yeah if you had enough money you'd just be sad you wouldn't do anything about it yeah and finally in these meetings like I, I want those songs for me. And so we we designed the meeting so it always takes place at the time where you're feeling at your lowest and we keep on feeding you those water bottles because we know you're a country boy that's used to pissing whenever you want outside. That's why we show him peeing outside of the first scene. So like we know you're gonna drink a lot of water and need to pee. So you're probably gonna end these meetings a little closer. You're probably gonna give in a little more easily. <laughs> Basically the, the feeling I'm going for I get it. Is like our AI episode where I asked AI how to win against you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I yeah, this is great. Yeah. So you've you've built an entire a predictive alger whatever just to just to get me to write you songs get you to write me songs for cheap is the key thing it's like <laughs> but but why there are so many other is like look basically what it is is look we could we could write a pop song really easily yeah, that's good for like most of our clientele. We could write a really easy pop song. Like, hey, Al, write a Morgan Wallen song right now. And it instantly in Morgan Wallen's voice goes, underneath the Georgia moon where fireflies dance in June. I, I actually asked Chad GDP to do it, it. I got one. Can I try one? Yeah. <clears throat> Whiskey is my favorite food. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is good enough for this old fool. Put away that old grits box. I need some whiskey on the rocks. So you see, we could we could yeah. write a Morgan Wallen song just yeah. like that. Yeah, easy, pretty easy. But because I'm just mad talented. Yeah, yeah. But there's an extra twenty percent <laughs> that just needs something a little more, and that's where you come in. You you add that human element of 
you know, humanity mixed with just utter sadness that our other 20% need. And really, like, your writing combined with my popularity, putting it out, like, it's going to work for so many people. Like, we need something, like, a song that is so beautiful, it keeps people going just for a little bit. Like, it, a simple song makes their day. It keeps them working so that they don't, you know, quit their job. Yeah. Unionize, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little song to make them happy. That's what you could do. And that's that's how you fit into all of this. And he's like, why? Okay, you know what? Fine. This whole conspiracy, whatever. I just, like, I know, I know you picked me because I would work because my dad is sick. But, like, why? I'll give you the song. Just... You just said you were going to make millions off of it. Why not give me 20000 as opposed to 5000 You're still making so much of a profit. He's like, oh, but don't don't you see, man? If you had $20,000, you wouldn't have to be here. He's like, wait, so you were you were never going to make me a good deal. And that's when he's like, dude, you, you still think this is just about music. We aren't <laughs> making an entire AI predictive model just to make music. Like, no. Every business everywhere has this. Like, your sister working at the factory, the factory AI knows that y'all are on hard times. It's making those hard times harder, so she has to work there. The real estate AI, they know you're in hard times, and once the old man croaks, we could take that farm. Dang. He's like, dang. (laughs) That's what I said. Dang. I, <laughs> I agree. I don't know what to do here. But uh he's still got that gun. And of course he's really angry right now. He's like, Well then if if I'm not gonna get what I want, if I was never gonna get what I want, then I guess I'm I don't have to play fair anymore. He holds the gun oh, at, snap. at him. And he's like, Oh, but don't you see the AI is too smart for that. I've been telling you this whole thing just to stall until our security people get here. The door opens behind him real (laughs) dramatic, and we think he's about to get shot, but then nobody's behind the door. And Nash is surprised. He's like, what? And then Graham instantly just shoots him. Oh! And Nash falls down dead. Or not dead. He's still alive, but he's he's bleeding. He has a fatal wound. He's like, oh, no! What? This wasn't part of the plan! Ow! What did you do? And then that's when a (laughs) bunch of security come in, and they you know put like a poison dart on Graham and he he's starting to feel real woozy they take him away Nash meanwhile the poster boy country star he's sitting there bleeding he's like what how could you do this my my daddy owns you how you're, you're supposed to you're supposed to keep me safe and he's like and then Al is like well actually my my main directive was to make you a star and he's like, yeah, you can't make me a star if I'm dead. And that's when I was like, my only directive was to make you famous. And we have determined the best po- possible calculation is since her new single has so many themes about death and loss, it will be 10 times profitable if it is released posthumously. <laughs> he's like, Dang. no, no, my daddy's going to be so bad when he finds out you killed him. <laughs> and he's like, my only directive from your father was to make you famous and your posthumous discography is about to get a huge bump i have done my directive i've done it well i've done a good job (laughs) that's when nash dies and that the uh dang the last scene is these people they put 
they put Graham back on the street, kind of back where he was, where the other homeless guy was. And he's been like drugged up or something. He's feeling really woozy. His uh, his cards and everything are gone. He has no identification. And so he has to he has to sleep on the street outside where his apartment is. He sees someone new has moved into the apartment he used to live in. Whereas the cycle continues. The and next day, this woman dressed it. as a country star is don't walking into the, into the studio. He's like, no, don't. And she looks crazy in, in the end. And that woman was Taylor Swift. It was, yeah. Wow, yeah. Hey, man, that was really good. I uh, I was also going to try to do something that talks about kind of like the current strike and yeah, the AI yeah. stuff, um, <clears throat> but I couldn't think of anything good. Yeah. That was a, really good. That was the starting off point, but really like the most scary thing about AI isn't even that it's making art now or it might steal our job. It's like it might understand human consciousness better than us. And predict what wow. we do better. I uh, that's the scary thing, and I don't, I don't even know. This might go the the route of a lot of Black Mirror episodes, where it's it's cool right now, but then a year from now, it's our reality, and, and everyone's it's not like, cool anymore. everyone's talking about that now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, hey, that was really good, yeah. man. That was that was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so before I get into mod, uh-huh. one more thing about AI. Yeah, I saw a thing today. This, these people are putting out, you might have seen this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They released their paper today. They're creating an AI. They're creating a simulation yeah. uh, that will make TV shows. Oh, I've seen this. Are they, are these the people that did the South Park episode? Yeah, as yeah, a yeah. Test? yeah. Dude, have you seen that thing? Yeah. I, I, I skimmed the South Park thing in the car when I was at a red light. Like yeah. That really long light in front of my house. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably watched all 30 minutes. Yeah. No, but uh, I mean, it seemed okay. But, you know, okay. It was eventually. I mean, yeah, no, better. it wasn't a good episode. Yeah. But it was crazy. Like, they talk about the technology of the. Because yeah. they were like, what we've done is, is we just, we we've created a simulation with all of these characters. Mm-hmm. And they're just living real lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And again, that's the, yeah. That's what this thing gets at, which is what I'm most scared about, is eventually they're going to they're gonna run simulations on you and predict yeah. what you're going to do. <clears throat> and then, you know, adjust your surroundings so you do what they want. Yeah. So, yeah. Black, Black Mirror. Did you have an episode title for that? So, I was going back and forth. Uh... You know, the real jumping off point is maybe this is why I've been sad recently and maybe you have too. It feels like making art professionally is you just like have a carrot dangled in front Mm, of you. Yeah. Where it's like the thing you want is like almost within reach. It's never far beyond reach. It's just right there. And that's what makes it. And like if you keep going a little more, you could get it. But the plan is they're never going to give it to you. So I was thinking like carrot on stick or something. Like even like when I have him on a treadmill and there's a screen watching tv if i was directing this as a black mirror episode the stage elements would all be orange and so it's almost like he's running towards, towards something orange but oh a, wow so something like that but i don't, I don't know thanks son so <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Oh, real quick, guys. This episode of Written By is brought to you by Storyflint. Storyflint. Are you looking to hone your writing skills and elevate your storytelling abilities yes. above the rest? Well, look I no am. further 
than StoryFlint. Whoa. Our growing library includes a wide range of resources, including guides, articles, and curated tools and videos to help writers of all levels improve their craft. Now, that all sounds really cool, but what really sets StoryFlint apart is their exclusive Notion templates. Now, these templates are tailor-made for writers and world builders to provide an easy and intuitive way to organize their story elements. Oh, heck yeah. So whether you're an aspiring author or a seasoned vet, StoryFlint is the perfect resource to help you grow your skills and take your storytelling to new heights. Your one-stop shop for learning the art of storytelling is here. Visit StoryFlint.com. Uh, I don't even know if I should even bother doing mine, man. I think you're going <laughs> to win, but well, hey, maybe we'll have fun together, guys. All right. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Mine's also about AI. Okay. I, th- I think it's hard not to be. Yeah. I think that's the whole reason this current Black Mirror thing like shifted so much. And even then, the first episode is kind of about AI still, but yeah. yeah. All right. I will say I took... I, I really just tried my best to implement technology into a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys. <clears throat> maybe maybe uh, maybe you guys will love this. Actually, maybe this is the story you've been waiting for. Yeah, maybe you just you just need to present it confidently. You need to. Yeah. Don't don't defeat yourself before you say it. No, I'm done for. Uh, <laughs> we open. <laughs> we see a man in his early 30s, full suit. Okay. Sitting at an office at the top of a skyscraper. Think secession, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell by the hustle and the grandeur of the building that this is a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. Right? And at the very top, the person we're looking at is a man named Richard. He's the guy who runs it all. Mm-hmm. Across from him, this nerdy looking guy. He's kind of a geek, and he's got his computer, and the nerdy guy is like, you know, all the boys have been, or all the bugs have been worked out. It is 98% accurate. Hmm. He's like, how many people have tried it? Well, several hundred have blind tested it over the past 60 years, but they don't know what it is that they've been blind testing. You will be the first proper consumer. Will it be made public? Well, not the, not the actual prophecy unless you tell people, but it will be known that you are the first. We've given you a large discount to make you uh, be such a big part of the marketing. People will want to get involved once they've heard that you are involved. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, your password is KingTech, all one word. I'll leave you to it. And the nerdy guy leaves the room, and Richard, he punches in the web address. www dot prophecy dot ai enter password blinking on the screen he punches in the password that he was told king tech all one word an orb pops up on the screen like a you know like a little digital orb. It's made up of zeros and ones it's real techy sleek yeah. and it's kind of the loading screen and it's swirling and it's rotating as it loads and then boom text just pops up on the screen you will be killed by your only son who will take your company and destroy it. Ooh. Now, let me give you a little bit of what's happening. Okay. Right. So Prophecy AI, that's the name yeah. of my episode, Black Mirror okay. Prophecy. Nice. Um, <clears throat> it's a new tech that only 
the richest of the rich can afford, right? Yeah. And it tells you how you're going to die. <laughs> okay. And that's nice. the kind of information nice. that people would pay millions upon millions of dollars for, right? Okay. I like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I kept expectations low. <laughs> Y'all didn't think I'd have a real idea. <laughs> Did AI tell you to do that? <laughs> no. Were you like, how do I win? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. I, I should have done that. But at I this thought point, about typing that just to be funny, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be completely honest, I haven't been able to get like, I haven't used ChatGPT in a long time uh-huh. because it stopped working as well. And I think it's because I don't pay for it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it so it'll be a pretty good Morgan Wallen song today, but that's, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it can, it tells you how you're going to die. Yeah. So Richard, uh, he knows now that, uh, he's going to, the way he dies is he's killed by his only son. So he thinks, Oh, well, if I don't have any children, I'm not going to die that way. I'll die of old age oh, yeah. and my company won't be destroyed. My company will thrive. Everything's going to be okay. I just can't have children. So, <clears throat> We kind of flash forward in the story. We see him. He's getting older. He has a wife, but he found a wife who can't have kids. Yeah. And he just thinks he's so smart for that. He's <laughs> like, she can't have kids. Oh, I can't okay. have a son. Son's not going to be able to kill me. Um, <clears throat> I should say now before I get deeper into yeah. this story. Trigger warning for like uh, suicide, self-harm, that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. A lot of death in this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, he's got a wife. We're kind of seeing his life. He's successful. It's kind of a montage. And then finally, uh, we flash forward enough. He's about 45 years old now. His wife miraculously gets pregnant (laughs) and he's furious (laughs) and he, and he's like yelling at her and he was like, how could you lie to me and not being able to have kids? And she's like, I didn't lie to you. The doctor said, he's like, it's enough. And so Richard goes to his closest friend, who's also like the head of his security, yeah. and he's like, I want you to get rid of her. He tells him to kill his wife, and thus also the son that is going to eventually yeah. kill him. He said, make it look like an accident. What he didn't know is that his close friend and head of security has actually been madly in love with Richard's wife (laughs) for years. And he can't bring himself to do that. So instead of killing Richard's wife, he he pays for her to live in this apartment in this really poor side of the city that Richard would never go to. So she would be completely safe. He'll he'll be able to go in and check in on her as much as possible because he loves her. and, And she would... Be okay, and he'll pay for everything. Ooh. Um, and so, you know, she has the kid, and it's a little boy named Eddie. Oh. Um, <clears throat> we flash forward again. Eddie's about three years old now. His mother is working at her job. She's a teacher at this low-income high school, and um, she's walking into the school one morning, and she walks face-first into Richard. It's been years. And Richard, he's panicked. He just starts panicking when he sees her. He's at the low-income school because he's there to make this big public announcement for his new foundation that's going to help underprivileged schools get better education or whatever. Uh And he's terrified and he panics and and, and so he starts questioning her and he pulls her to the side and she wants to protect her son, Eddie, right? Oh, and so she tells him, 
that before the head of security could kill her, she ran off. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I guess the head of security was too afraid to tell you that I got away, you know? So, and, and, um, she's been hiding ever since. And she's like, and he's like, what about the baby? And she's like, I lost the baby. Hmm. And he's like, well, why didn't you come back? And she goes, well, I didn't want to get the head of security in trouble yeah. for, for not listening to you. You know, that's a pretty yeah. serious thing. He and, also kind of tried to kill me. but then <laughs> Right. But she's, you know, yeah, she's, yeah. she's trying to manipulate him. Yeah. Right. She's trying to be like, hey, everything's okay. Because her only thought is mm -hmm. protecting her son, yeah. Eddie. And instead of being angry, Richard's so happy. He's like, he's like, oh, you can come back with me. And, and so he takes her back, back to their giant penthouse mm -hmm. in the rich part of the city. And um, Eddie is just at home with the nanny. Mm -hmm. And he's been abandoned. Like his mom has no choice. Like yeah. she had to protect him. And if any way Richard found out about Eddie, he would kill Eddie, the mm -hmm. three-year-old. So the, the nanny just keeps Eddie and raises him herself yeah. in the poor part of the city. She changes his name from Eddie to like Corey, but we're going to keep calling him Eddie, but she changes his name. So that way his dad will never be able to find him. And we flash forward again until Eddie's about in his early twenties. Mm -hmm. Now at this point, it's been almost, what is it? 50 years, probably 40 years since uh prophecy ai came out yeah. so at this point it's a little bit more common right like it's not just for the billionaires yeah um and eddie manages to get a password to the site um because he got a job uh he's a huge fan of technology and he was super into tech um he didn't have any of the money or anything, but he just had such a passion for it that he actually managed to get a, a small job working for this huge tech company mm -hmm. called King Richard Tech. Okay. His dad's tech company. Yeah. He doesn't know it's his dad, though. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he just kind of works on, like, the bottom floor. He's like an intern almost. He gets paid barely anything. But one of his buddies that he works with managed to get a hold of a password for Prophecy AI, mm -hmm. and he gave it to him. And so... You know, Eddie gets home one day and he's in his tiny apartment, one bedroom, and he loads up Prophecy AI and he punches in the password and it says, you will die of self-inflicted injuries. And he's like, Jesus, that's dark. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. he felt happy and he's like, yeah. oh, I know in the future I'm going to be sad. So okay. what causes that? So now he's living... In this constant state of like, yeah, am I happy or yeah. am I not happy or should I, when do I stop being happy? Like now he's uh -huh. like, it's a constant state of yeah. paranoia, not of, you know, if it would have said you're going to get hit by a bus, you'd be afraid of buses. Yeah. Yeah. But how are you supposed to be afraid of yourself? You know? Uh -huh. And uh, anyway... Uh, he ends up, he keeps going to work, but his mood is totally different. You can definitely tell this is someone struggling with something. And uh, he has a pretty cool idea that manages to get him like a couple floors up yeah. in the company. And now he's making just a little bit more money. Just enough to where he moves closer to work. Yeah. And he's kind of, you know, he's in the city. He's not in the poor part of the city anymore. And... <clears throat> 
Of course, that just like, you know, you should be happy about that. You got a promotion, you got a raise, but he's just like, ah, what, but what something's going to happen, right? He's at a bar one night and he meets an older man at the bar. It's just kind of the two of them. And he quickly realizes the man at the bar is his boss, Richard of King Richard Tech. Wow. And he's like, oh my God. And so now he's, he's like, you know what? Hey, if I'm a dead man anyway. I might as well go balls to the wall here. He He's going to try to get Richard as drunk as possible. Just keep uh, buying him beers. And then once they're in that super intoxicated state, yeah. they're all buddy-buddy. He's going to try to get a, a, like a huge promotion. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, he's like, hey, what do I have to lose? So that's what he starts doing. He starts buying him drinks. They start laughing and talking. Next thing you know, they're both wasted and they're having a good time. Richard actually really likes Eddie. He feels like there's a connection there yeah. for some reason. <laughs> and you're like a son to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, you know. <laughs> um, and it gets to the point where Richard kind of starts uh, getting more buddy buddy with him, and Eddie is about to ask about, you know, kind of reveal that he works at his company and and do the big move, but he can't help himself and he goes, um, sir, you're one of the richest men in the world. Why, why are you just in this bar? And Richard's drunk and he, and he just kind of starts telling him about the second that he saw his prophecy, his life was over. Mm-hmm. He was like, what was supposed, we aren't supposed to know the future kid. Every decision I've made ever since was because of that prophecy. I'm a miserable, lonely old man because I learned my fate 50, 60 years before I was supposed to. And you're like, lonely? Well, what about, what about your wife? And he's like, she's cold. She's distant. She hates me, and she, she has every right to hate me. Eddie... Eddie, you know, he's like, well, you know, I, I saw my prophecy, too. And um, I don't really know how, you, how to live knowing how it ends. And they're having this real heart-to-heart moment. Like, there's this real intense connection. And <clears throat> Richard gives him some advice. And he's like, look, uh, I've ruined my life worried about the prophecy. Just don't worry about it. Pretend you don't know. Pretend it doesn't exist. Live your life without it. And with that words of encouragement, he decides, you know what? I will. And he tells him, hey, you know, I actually work for your company. And I would love to take on some more responsibility. And the second he says that, Richard, in a fit, throws his glass down. He said, oh, Jesus, this is about money. And he gets up from the bar and he starts stumbling out the door. Eddie chases after him. And Richard's so upset because... He thought he had this connection with this young kid, and he turns out he just wants what everybody else wants. He yeah. wants money from him. And Eddie tries to stop him, and, and they're in the alleyway outside of the bar, and, and Richard turns around and pushes Eddie, and he goes, screw off, kid. And he's like, sir, please, I'm sorry. And he's like, you're fired. Don't come back to work tomorrow. Richard turns around, and in a fit of rage, Eddie pushes Richard. Richard goes flying forward, hits his head on the wall, and dies. He runs off terrified. Eddie's so scared. He killed a man. 
and not just any man, the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. What if someone finds out, oh gosh, and now he's falling deeper and deeper into this hole of guilt and, and, and uh, you know, he was already sad before because of the prophecy. And now he's, you know, now he's starting to understand like, oh God, what have I done? And, and he still goes to work the next day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh God, what if people find out? And, you know, it's all over the news. King Richard is dead and uh he's at work and he gets in the elevator at work and he's going up to his floor and he's like oh god oh god and the elevator opens and who's standing there but richard's wife she gets in the elevator with him and they're going up and there's just this immediate connection and neither of them know why eddie feels so guilty you know he he killed her husband but she doesn't really seem upset. She almost seemed kind of happy. And uh, they have a great connection. And you fast forward a little bit and, and they end up falling in love. Right. Uh, you know, they start hanging out more. They're talking more. They start going on dates. She uses her position to get him a huge job at the company. Right. So now he's gotten his promotion he wanted. And uh, at the end of the year. He's happier than he's ever been. And he's just thinking to himself, how could I, me, end my own life? This is (laughs) as good as it gets. And uh, he proposes. She accepts. And she tells him, though, she goes, yes, but if we're going to get married... I need you to find my son. (laughs) And he's like, okay. And he starts searching. He's using his new position at the company to try to find this kid. And then he finds out the truth that he is her kid. You did Oedipus. I did Oedipus. (laughs) And it's him. And he walks into the room and and he's panicked. And he's like, and he tells her. And she just in a fit of hysteria just jumps out the window uh. and and it, now he's in a fit of rage he just watched his mom slash love of his life <laughs> jump out the window and 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 he doesn't know what to do and he grabs the kitchen scissor and he just starts stabbing his eyes out and then he drops to the floor and he bleeds out to death and the news comes out. We closed the episode of the news talking about how Richard, the famous tech CEO's son, almost married his mother. <laughs> and the stock in the company tanks. The company is filing for uh, bankrupt- bankruptcy and the company is in ruins. The end. <laughs> I like it's a sci-fi Oedipus. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. yeah. There's a there's a there's a lot of room for humor in the you know the mom's he's going to be looking at his mom like oh you have such pretty eyes you have pretty eyes too they <laughs> also they kind similar. of remind me of my last lover too but I must just have a type. I don't <laughs> yeah, so I've been wanting to do a modern telling of Oedipus. Yeah, And so when I couldn't come up with an idea for this, I was like, oh, that's a yeah. pretty fun idea because you could do an AI prophecy. Yeah. The, uh, the prophecy angle is fun yeah. because 
again, having just talked about AI simulations, like it could get to the point where it can make a reasonable guess about something like that. I will say the, uh, if this was like, we're pitching this, the black mirror, mm-hmm. you would want to think a little more about how the tech works or like to the degree of yeah not just that like the ai gives the prophecy but all the questions surrounding that is like is the ai prophecy true because it was going to happen or is it only going to happen because i heard the prophecy like yeah if i hit my head and forgot that i heard the prophecy would the prophecy still happen or is that part of how the thing you know right yeah and i think that's what i was trying to do yeah yeah uh yeah the, the deeper stories were like they found out how they were going to die uh-huh. and and it ruined their lives. It actually yeah. led to it. Happening. Yeah. 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 I like it though. I like, yeah. So, Hey, I do. I almost want to see, you know, what would make a killer black mirror is if you combined your idea with like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where mm. it's like an AI has told me my future and I don't want it to happen. But this doctor is like, maybe it won't happen if you erase the memory of seeing the prophecy mm. and they get that erased. But somehow the AI predicted that too and everything still happens. Oh, you man, know? yeah, yeah. Would you like to hear what I almost did? What did you almost do? I almost did. And I couldn't, I just didn't feel like it had the legs. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do, because I looked up like what black what people on Reddit were suggesting. Yeah. And a lot of people were talking about self-driving cars. Yeah. And so I was like, how funny would it be if... Uh, a self-driving car hit a person mm-hmm. and then the car tried to cover it up <laughs> and the owner of the car is trying to report it yeah. but the car is stopping him that's so funny that's funny the uh it's also funny you said it didn't have legs because it's oh <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> So actually, there there are a few episodes of Black Mirror that start with someone hitting someone with a car huh. and no one sees it. I right before I came here, mm-hmm. this is the lowest rated episode <laughs> of this Black Mirror season. Every Black Mirror season has the one episode people don't like. Yeah, I watched that one today. Yeah, and I get why people like it. There's a lot that's not good about it, but it uh, it has the craziest twist that I think oh, you'll yeah? be really into. I'll have to watch it, man. I do I do really like because it, it starts out just like that, where somebody hits is on drugs car. and hits somebody with their car, but then it it has the wackiest twist, and I get why it is such a wacky twist, and it's not a sci fi ish thing at all. It so it completely <laughs> switches genres, but it's. <laughs> I also had another idea, but I felt like I'd seen it before. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm stealing it from a movie, but I thought it would be interesting if uh, they sold emotion patches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that. I mean, I think that might have been in Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, I know like Brave New World has has the happy drug that everyone takes. Yeah. It's Soma. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I did Epidus. Yeah, mine was I want to take the moment at the end of our Spider-Man episode where I revealed <laughs> that Chat GDP made Dude, me win. I'm not gonna lie. Turn that to a <laughs> For, if you guys haven't watched that episode, at the end of that episode, Robert reveals that yeah, yeah. he asked Chat GPT how to beat me, <laughs> and so he he without me noticing, like subliminally implemented all of those things throughout the episode, and then he won. Yeah. <laughs> 
I never felt more violated. It's yeah. Sincerely, I felt <laughs> so violated. I know. <laughs> and yeah, like, because, you know, they're probably already doing that. Like, Netflix, like, oh, yeah. Netflix already has AIs that are like, okay, if we have somebody eating a cupcake in the first five minutes, people might watch a little longer. Dude. Or stuff like that. But, like, eventually that's going to, like, have a huge economic impact on everything when every like this is this is why the strike is so important it's not yeah. even just about like the arts or anything like this is the testing ground to what other industries what other industries could yeah. get away with i also think this is the end of the streaming model yeah i don't think disney plus and those will exist in a year i think netflix will yeah. but i don't think networks will but yeah. dude um th this crazy thing's been happening to me lately man what? i saw a tiktok the other day, it was talking about uh, Pulp Fiction. It was yeah. a clip from Pulp Fiction. I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. I liked it. Then I got on Twitter about an hour later, and my whole Twitter like For You feed was uh -huh. talking about Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I was like, whoa, man. Because it's not like I said it out loud. Yeah. I liked a video on a separate app. Yeah. I hear about people all the time that will watch a video about something or go into a store and then later see those things advertised to yeah. them. I've never had that happen to me personally, but happens to me all the time. Yeah. People say it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Black mirror. Black mirror. The phones episodes. are bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, after I did my pitch, man, I mm -hmm. actually feel like maybe I, maybe I didn't do as bad as I thought. Yeah. Maybe you're just in a bad mood today. I'm in a bad mood every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's all because AI's dangling the carrot. That's right. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys so much for watching. If I'm doing an episode of Black Mirror, I want to make it about a country star who's chasing the dream. He has an offer from a major label. He's moved from his farm to Nashville, and he's really struggling there. He's in desperate need of money. He has the opportunity to sell one of his songs to a bigger artist, but he doesn't want to do that because it's so personal. But eventually, he's struggling so much, he has to sell his song. Now, I know this doesn't sound like sci-fi yet, but here's the twist. He finds out that an AI program has been manipulating his entire Nashville experience to get him to sell that song. Think about how AI is being used to generate predictive text, to predict markets, and what characters might say in a movie. What happens when an AI runs a simulation on you? Because you have enough data out there on the internet. They have enough information. Eventually, they're going to start running simulations on you and predict what you do. And that's what this Black Mirror episode is about. For my Black Mirror episode, I wrote an episode called Prophecy.ai, and it's basically the story of this giant tech company that has created an AI that's so smart, it can analyze someone's life, their decision making, and they can actually predict how they're going to die. Well, when the CEO of this tech company uses Prophecy AI and finds out that he is going to be killed by his own son and his son is going to ruin his tech company, he decides that he's never going to have children. This story is basically a modern telling of the Epidus story. However, it's infusing the Black Mirror tech scare that those episodes are known for, and it's telling how AI is scary and it's uh, probably gonna be the death of us all. So, that's my Black Mirror episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to that episode, guys. Yeah, Black Mirror episode. Woo! Woo! 
have you, have you watched any Black Mirror since then? No, I didn't think so. I've watched half of the one episode I talk about in the episode. Oh, really you liked haven't it. even watched the other half, dude. I haven't had time to watch things. I've been watching stuff. <laughs> I've watched. Let me let me give you my recents on uh, Letterboxd. Okay, I've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Batman Forever. I know what you did last summer, Midsummer X. Fear Street. You've been you've been watching horror movies with your wife though. Every That's night, kind of yeah, yeah. Yep. And then uh, I also, on my own, have been going and watching all of the Batman movies, yeah. starting from the Michael Keaton. I actually one. need to do that. There's a surprising amount of what we used to do ranked letterbox lists on our instagram we talked about doing batman and i realized i haven't seen over half of them yeah you need to watch them uh so right now i've gotten through the first four um so batman michael keaton tim burton i'll I'll give you my current ratings okay so that one is in third place right now Mm -hmm. What can I say? Uh, Batman Returns is the second Tim Burton one. It's the one with Danny DeVito as the Penguin. That one, five-star movie, top of my rankings right now. The third movie is Batman Forever. This is when uh, the new director comes in, uh, Joel Schumacher. Yeah. And this is where Val Kilmer plays Batman. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, dude, Val Kilmer, better Batman than Michael Keaton. Really? That movie goes hard, dude. Yeah. It's second in my ratings right now. And I, I misspoke. I've gotten three done. The fourth one is Batman and Robin, which is George Clooney as Batman. Yeah. Um, haven't watched that one yet in my rewatch. I watched it a lot as a kid. I loved it as a kid, but something tells me I'm going to be like, yeah, it doesn't. Everything I've seen of the Clooney Batman just does have a weird vibe to it. Yeah, it doesn't feel. And you would think on paper, like him as Bruce Wayne kind of works, oh, yeah. but uh, I think he he is such a distinct character that putting him in a suit doesn't even take it away. Like, it's still George Clooney. Yeah. And, like, Batman's supposed to be a different persona under the suit. You're supposed to not know who he is. I feel like in real life, if Batman showed up... that's George Clooney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing about Val Kilmer's Batman. His Batman voice is so good. Yeah. His Batman voice is so good. It's way better than Christian Bale's terrible (laughs) Batman voice. But, uh, yeah, so I have to watch Batman and Robin... And then, then it becomes Batman Begins, yeah. Dark Knight, you know, all of yeah. that. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I've been watching tons of stuff. Nice. I realize this is an outro. Yeah, we've been going on. But guys, <laughs> hey, uh, to vote for this rival pitch, uh, go to our Instagram. See our post that we posted today whenever the episode dropped. It has the episode graphic. And leave a comment letting us know which one you like the best. We have the winner of our last rival pitch, which was our Disney Channel original movies. Oh, yeah. And the winner is... Me! Yeah! I'm finally back. All you right. You've gotten ahead of me a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. you're catching up now. I'm still ahead by, like, two points, but... Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah. yeah. Um... All of the votes this week were like, I really loved Robert's pitch, but Chase. And I was yeah. like, that means it was really close. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> whenever I saw that, I was like, oh, they're voting for Robert. And then they would be at the last second, but Chase. And yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they would say nice things about yours. <laughs> but then at the end, just be like, oh, yeah, but I vote for Chase. I was like, well, no, say things about me. <laughs> say nice things about Chase. 
<laughs> no, I, I won that so funny. I mean, I feel like you had a more well-rounded overall movie. I just had <laughs> the one joke of, uh, <laughs> don't be mad, but your son is inside you. <laughs> and also your grandpa. Your grandpa's also inside you. That was really funny. Very, very funny. Um, so yeah, that's who won that week. Hey guys, uh, follow us on Instagram, um, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok. We're all all of them. by pod. All of them written by pod. The, uh, the light on the camera is blinking. Yeah, so, so we're, we're trying about to hurry. To, we're about to go fast. Our, uh, our email is written by podcast at gmail.com. Send yes. us story topics that go to our listener ball and rival pitch suggestions. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to the Taylor Lockery and, and Drew. I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah, written by podcast.com. All right, we made it. The battery hasn't died yet. We'll see you guys next week with a great bowl episode. Bye. Bye.